Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Common Man Podcast. Who are we? What are we doing? These are the general questions I'm sure you are asking right now. Well, we thought in this time of COVID isolation, we could be the mates that you have that sports chat with because you can't actually have that sports chat with your mates. So I've got two lovely young men here in the studio. I wanted to start by introducing them one by one, helping you get your grasp, your grip on who these guys are. So first of all, let's start with intro number one. Tell us who's behind door number one, Matt. Firstly today, we have a man known by some as 40, but others closer to him know him simply as Mr. Echo. A Boston Celtic fanatic, Geelong Cats Premiership member and part-time basketball referee who's never afraid to call a spade a shovel. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Nick Ford. Hey, Fordy. Hey, guys. Hey, Horsey. How are you? I'm good. I'm very pleased to have you here. I alluded to your nickname, Mr. Mr. Echo. Yeah. Can you tell us what is Mr. Echo all about? Well, Mr. Echo uh, was back in the day when I was playing football myself. Um, uh, It was a great year. It was a premiership year. And uh, I happened to win the Echo Player of the Year. What is the the Echo? Media. It was a newspaper called The Echo. And uh, they named this award. Echo, I gave an award each year and uh, I happened to win it. So I gained the nickname Mr. Echo. Mr. Echo. Echo, Echo, which uh, with your microphone set up at the moment actually seems quite relevant, Mr. Echo. <laughs> so, well, look, you know, I tried to, uh, you know, make the moment. <laughs> well, it's not just you and me here today, is it, Forty? Yes. It's not. No, it's it's not. So don't leave us hanging with awkward pauses, guys. Tell us, who's behind door number two? Next player off the pine is a self-confessed fiend. So, oh, sorry, spelling mistake. Friend of all things <laughs> Semi-professional, now retired hoopster, West Coast Eagles nutter. I mean, which West Coast supporter isn't? Paid up member of Team LeBron. As Woody would say to Buzz Light, yeah, you've got a Nathan friend in me. Welcome, Nathan friend. Thanks, horse. Happy to be here, mate. Good to be here. Hey, Forty, how are you, mate? Good, Friendy. Good to have you here, mate. Now, Friendy, I alluded to you being a now-retired semi-professional hoop star. Just give us a little rundown of some of the teams that you played with over your career. Yeah, so I would say I'm a loyal person, but I have actually played for two teams. One of the East Perth Eagles in the State League in Western Australia and the mighty Geelong Supercats in the formerly known as the Siebel, now known as the NBL1, and yes, have just retired and happily retired, horse. Excellent. So retirement's treating you well? Yes, going well. Uh, body's, uh-huh. a bit, body's a little bit uh, wounded and sore, back's a bit stiff, but I don't know if that's because of the COVID-19 or just because I need to start getting fit again. Excellent. I was going to say, is that an explanation for the moustache that you are trying to sport at the moment as well? Just... You've uh, moved into a retirement. You're now allowed to not be concerned about a cappuccino stain on your face. Absolutely, which is why podcasts are great for me because I certainly have a face for radio at the oh. moment, of course. <laughs> also, be you've uh, entered a new decade, Freddie. Well, this is true. I've just I've just reached the 30s. Uh, yeah. I've joined you boys in the 30s. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, maturity and, and sensibility and. Uh, 
yeah, we'll see what the future holds. <laughs> Excellent. Now, I wouldn't be doing my job as host if I also didn't ask you about a little story involving NBA superstar Matthew Dallavadova. I wasn't sure if you were going to bring this up, but I'm happy you are. Um, look, I, I have one claim to fame, and that is that I did grow up uh, playing against Matthew Dallavadova. Uh, in the junior national rankings when I represented Western Australia. And we did lose to them. However, I believe uh, my memory serves me correct. I dropped 30 points on him. So I'm pretty happy to say that. So, but his career turned a little bit different, turned out a little bit differently than mine, I would say. Yeah. Exponentially after that, he sort of (laughs) (laughs) went a little further. Look, finally, I should probably introduce myself as well. We've got a cheeky door number three. Um, I declare myself to be a 28-year member of the Geelong Football Club, a competent supercoacher, a staunch supporter of the flailing Chicago Bulls, and self-deprecating, I'll say, look, I'm equally bad at every sport I've ever tried. Uh, You guys call me horse or Matt. That's up to you. I'll leave it in your court, so to speak. We are the Common Man Podcast. And we are going to hop straight into some hot topics. So join us. But first, a word from our sponsors. Growing up, I always found it hard to grow grow a moustache. You know, as a man, that was something that I, I found sad and depressing. Part of being a man is having a lush, flourishing moustache. Uh, It was something that really was bringing me down on a day-to-day basis. By chance, one day, I was looking at my wife's makeup. There's no other reason uh, than it was just a coincidence that I stumbled across it. Looking inside, I found this thing called mascara. And uh, I pulled it out. I had a little play. I dabbed a little bit on my upper lip. And uh, lo and behold, I found I had a mustache just like that an instant mustache and that's really what gave me the idea for the mascara tash it's mascara for your little mustache you can top it up every day no one's ever gonna know that it's not real hair if you've connected with billy bob's message today then head on over to www.mascaratash.com and order your first mascara tash today free delivery worldwide Welcome back, and now it's time for This Month in Sport. So, first cab off the rank today, we thought we would hit This Month in Sport. I know that there hasn't been too many games playing. The last AFL round, round one, seems like eons ago, but there has been developments. There's always something happening in sport, even when sport is not actually being played. The first thing that we thought we would have a chat about was the Ben Cousins documentary that aired a couple of Sunday nights ago, a fortnight ago, as we are taping today. And Forty, you brought this up because you were the one who, who wanted to have a chat about it. Do you want to just give us a rundown, those that might not have seen it or been aware what it involved? Yes, uh, well, there was a, a documentary back in 2010, I believe it was, the first documentary following the life of Ben Cousins and his challenges off the field with uh, drugs and all that sort of stuff. There was recently a new documentary that's come out, obviously documenting even the last 10 years since then. And uh, I thought I actually find these documentaries very fascinating, just being able to uh, sort of 
get to know what's going on through the uh, the mind and of people like this. And you know, this guy Ben Cousins is, is brilliant, fantastic footballer, and just uh, dedication to being the best at what he can be at AFL. But then, having dabbled in the drug culture has certainly affected him. And uh, I just didn't see the point in the documentary. I wasn't sure what they were trying to achieve, Channel 7. Yep. I'm not sure that they did the best by him. I don't think he's at all in uh, probably in a good state and probably hasn't. Um, you can see it when they were talking to him. He certainly couldn't even uh, put together sentences. Sentence, I, even I can't put together a <laughs> sentence, so maybe I need to look at myself. But... Uh, he really couldn't answer some of the questions that were pretty pretty straightforward, and so I just wanted to put it out there. And um, you know, I know, Friendy, you're you're a West Coast Eagles fanatic. How did you feel that about that watching that from a from a fan? Yeah, look, I it's the only number on my jersey that I wear, number nine. Uh, it's quite fitting that a superstar has taken over that number, Nick Nat Nui. But really, the only reason why I fell in love with the number nine is because of Ben Cousins, uh, one of my favourite players growing up. You know, I, I did my early early teens, late teens, uh, following the West Coast with him there as as mainly as captain. And I've gone through every emotion with this. I, I see him as a superstar football player. I don't think you can argue against that. Brownlee medalist, premiership player, all that sort of stuff. Uh, but I've, I've been through every emotion, joy, sadness, betrayal, anger. Um, and I think watching that documentary, it, it made me realise that yeah, he, he is. He's not in a. He's not in a great way. It's really sad to see him in that documentary. Mm, yeah. Um, and the only thing I can hold on to with that is is uh, I just have to believe that there is hope that he can get through it. I hope he gets through it. And um, because he was such a, a superstar of the game, and you know, arguably the best midfielder in his time. Um, certainly for one season when he won the Brownlow. So, Horse, I don't know if you, what you want to say on that, but from a West Coast supporter, it, it is it is gut-wrenching to see the way it's all unfolded. Yeah, look, I suppose I'd say uh, I had similar sentiments to 40 in terms of at some point I was asking myself, what is actually the purpose of this documentary? Because it didn't seem to to have a, a story. There was no resolution. It was never going to be a resolution at the end because... You know, we were seeing that he was clearly still using and yeah. yeah, even though he didn't want to admit it on camera, he certainly alluded to that by, you know, not denying things. But I suppose the one takeaway, when we see documents of the same ilk, it's not the first time that we've had a, a fallen sports hero or someone who's been put on a, a pedestal in their professional sporting career and their personal life is an absolute mess. And, mm. you know, us as sports fans, we often find it pretty hard to distinguish what we see on the field as being just one very small element of the whole human being. You know, like yeah. if, uh, if there was a professional accounting league and there was a brilliant, brilliant accountant and then who was also a drug addict, we would never know that. We don't, we don't, no. you know. You can be no. really great in one aspect of your life doesn't mean you've got everything together. And it's right. really, I think it, it just sort of humanizes sports people as well, which is, is a good thing. Definitely. I, I just wonder though, I don't think the guy actually wants to, uh, to get better, even though I just feel like everyone just wants to will him on. Everyone's willing him on. Irene from home to and get away. Better. 
Irene. It's hard. He's got, I, I, I believe he's got two kids and, yeah. um, and, and you can tell that he adores them from watching the documentary. He got so excited speaking about them. Mm. Um, and, and it must be hard because I think anyone uh, and, and horse as a dad, I don't know how you would go, but I feel like you'd want to do anything to make sure you're in, in your best state of mind for your kids. Wouldn't you? Totally. I, I would. And I'm not addicted to drugs though. So I, yeah. <laughs> I can't say how much that pull overrides common sense. I, th- I think we've missed out on, on what could have been um, an amazing end of career for him and an, yeah. an amazing post career for him Full too. Career, Cause I think, yeah. I think he would have been an amazing coach. They, they say his mind for football was, was unquestionable. But just to finish, I think just to wrap it up too, what about Basil's comment? Basil's comment about uh, when uh, Ben Cousins got caught, uh, I suppose, you know, a bit starkers, a bit nude, and um, his photo went a little bit viral. And Basil says, uh, you know, it wasn't the worst thing you've done. And, geez, he got grilled by uh, Caroline Wilson, didn't he? Well, I mean, Basil was an interesting choice uh, to begin with. Um, he uh, certainly had uh, had the nose for the for the job. But, so, uh, some would say that he knows all horse. Yes. Oh, I like what you did there. During recording, we then proceeded to have twenty minutes of back to back nose jokes. I thought that might be a little boring for all of you, so let's fast forward to our next topic. Moving on, the Olympics has a new date. 2021 unbelievable now we know that the ripple effect of such a decision you know the multitude of sports involved in the olympics and the athletes from all over the globe who have been affected by this is just too huge for us to speak about in one couple of minute conversation so i thought we'd just knuckle down on the boomers and what effect this might have on the boomers friendy I know that you are the inside scooper. That sounds, I don't know what that means. He's a scooper. <laughs> He's, He's a, a scooper. scooper. No, you, you well, have done some research here into the boomers. So tell us, what yep, do you think I have, are the, are I the have biggest and, things? And I feel like I should just message Dally straight out. But uh, look, <laughs> I, I, the boomers were primed um, to go into this Olympics, obviously looking for a medal. But I really believe they had a good chance of playing in that gold medal match. Um, they've been priming since last Olympics where they finished fourth. Um, they've really been building since that moment. Um, some big changes, obviously, with Andre Lamanis, the head coach, has has been uh, stood down. And Brett Brown from the Philadelphia 76ers has been reinstated, obviously a former Boomer coach himself. Um, and look, the team the team were ready. The team were hungry. And really, this is, this was, this is going to be their last chance uh, with this core team to really make something at at a big event like this. Obviously the world championships were a few months ago and they came forth where really they, they underachieved there. So um, yeah, there, there is big expectations and an extra 12 months without, without it happening. I, I think, I don't think it hurts them too much. In right. fact, I think it has the chance to help them. And, and here's my, my couple of reasons why Ben Simmons is obviously carrying a back injury at the moment. True. And it probably was in, wouldn't have been down to not even yeah. make the Olympics. So, I, correct. So, I feel like that that's going to help the squad. Obviously, he's our best player 
I think that's unquestionable right now. I don't think anyone in, for Australia is better than him. It gives a chance to really talk into Matisse Thibel, who is the mm. Philadelphia 76ers guy who was born in Australia, and that was, that was about it. But he does, <laughs> he does qualify to be uh, an Australian boomer. So um, I'm happy to go through my, the team who I think would, would, would play the Olympics, but I'd love to hear your thoughts as well on... on on where you think the boomers stand at the moment. Well, it's interesting that you have decided or you, or you think that it's going to be to the, to the benefit of things having this extra 12 months. If we've got to say, you know, 50, 50, is it going to be better or worse? This happening to the boomers that you've said that it's going to be better. 40. Could you think of any ways in which actually this could be detrimental to the boomers chances? Detrimental. Well, I just want to know whether Fon Flying Kick Maker has um, made Friendy's top 10 list. That's the question <laughs> that is on everybody's lips, let's be honest. Love the, love the guy. I think he's an absolute machine. But um, detrimental, I, I can't really think of anything, to be honest. Only would be how some of the older guys, like Bogut, uh, are they still going to be able to play a role? Joe Ingalls as well is starting to get a little bit on. But... Yeah, I think overall our team's quite young. Caddy Mills is in great form. So I don't think it's going to hurt us too much. Yeah, I think you're right there, Ford. I think Bogut's the one person who I think potentially doesn't go now because it's 12 months away. He's already talking about how his body's letting him down a little bit and he may not play in the next NBL season. So, but hey, let, I'll, I'll give you my, my 12 because you take 12, Ford, not 10. But um, I'll give you my 12 players who, who I think, if the, if the Olympics were to go ahead right now, because you've got to understand in 12 months' time, there's Aussies that are playing in college basketball right now who are touted to be potential NBA pickups. But here's, here's my, potential, my potential 12, and this is my starting five. I'd have Simmons as the point guard, Paddy Mills at the shooting guard, Joe Ingles at the small forward, yep. uh, Baines at the power forward, who's Aaron Baines, who's playing out of his skin at the moment. Baines, love Baines. And I would, I would persist with Jock Landau, who I really do believe. He's a Geelong local. Okay. Well, technically a Colac local, but let's be honest, we claim Colac players as our own. And I think he will be in the NBA, NBA next season. And he, he had a fantastic world championship. And then coming off the bench, I'd have Delhi. Thon, Thon, fly oh, kick maker. Here we go. You're your boy. That's my boy. Uh, I, would have, I would have Bryce Cotton if he's naturalised. Absolutely in there. Uh, Dante Exum, I think if he's fit, he, his talent is, is unbelievable when he's, when he's up and going. I would have Brokoff in there as well. I would, and, then I would, and then I would have Matisse Thibel if he's available. And if Andrew Bogut wants to continue, I believe it doesn't matter what he does in the next 12 months. If he says, oh, I want in, he's in. So that, that's my 12. I think the ones that are unlucky to, to not make that team is, is Jonah Sookie Bolden, yeah. <laughs> who uh, cracked it at the World Championship. Mm. Uh, I think Chris Goulding is the real one who I've left out. Yeah. Uh, Brock Motum is one who could be putting his hand up. And I think, too, up and coming Nick Kay from the Perth Wildcats is, is playing some really good mm. basketball. But I think that 12 that I've just mentioned, it's, it's hard to kick any of those 12 out. Uh, Chris Goulding is hard. I mean, he had a very good World Championships. And, um, I mean, but I think Brokoff's be a better good, version of him. He'd have to be in very good form, Chris Goulding, to, to sort of be a uh, possibility as well. And even if he's going to make it, he's not going to really probably get too many minutes. My only other thought was uh, Mitch Creek. Uh, he had a very good World mm. Championship. Um, what are your thoughts yep. on him? He'd be thereabouts, wouldn't he, Friendy? Yeah, Mitch Creeks would be the another Phoenix one. Like, captain. If I was 
So, absolutely. And, and he had a fantastic NBL season. I, I just think uh, the reason why Goulding doesn't make it in my team, because obviously he's a flat-out shooter, mm. but I think Bryce Cotton and, and broke off are, are better yeah. versions of him. Uh, in terms of... In terms of uh, um, Who's the guy we just mentioned? Uh, Mitch Creek. Mitch, Mitch Creek. Creek, that's the one. <laughs> uh, see, I, I don't even remember his name, hence why maybe he shouldn't be in there. He's not but getting a run. You, you look at, he, he, he plays that small forward position, and, and in small forward, you've got Joe Ingles, uh, Dante Exum, and then broke off a play, but a small forward as well. I just don't, and Matisse Thibel. So I really don't know how you put him ahead of those guys. But hey, I'm not Brett Brown, I'm not the coaching staff, but that's what I would do. Um, and. The thing yeah. is, though, um, Joe Ingles in the World Championships, he kind of played more a facilitator rather than a spot-up shooter. Um, yeah. Well, that's he, sort of just the role he plays in general now, isn't it? Like, yeah, he, he is he wasn't getting, just the utility, so to speak. Uh, well, I actually would like to know, Freddie. Yeah. Can you actually... Is that how you pronounce Ryan Brockhoff? Because I thought it was Brockhoff, but you think it's Brockhoff? Because this is a good question. This would be a great poll. Mm. Is it Brockhoff or is it oh, Brockhoff? Oh, you, you'll, uh, you'll learn very quickly on this podcast that I'll pronounce most names wrong. So it could be <laughs> Who knows? We don't know. What do you think, Horse? Oh, look, I, I think I've... Because now you've got both names in my head. I'm like, which one do I normally... I think I normally said Ryan Brockhoff. Yeah, I thought it was Brian Brockhoff. Hey, but I could be wrong. But I also... Uh, it's I also it's like Labish... I also call Chris Golding, Chris Golding. Yeah, I don't. And it's like Labashane for the Australian cricket team. Is it Labashnaki or? Labashagrakni. Labashagrakni. Which is the traditional South African. I think think in 12... To finish up, I do think in 12 months' time, I think we are going to be better suited in a weird way. I think the only one that is an iffy one is... Andrew Bogut, but I think apart from him, all our guns will be in a better position to put their hands up for selection in 12 months' time. Well, I think it's fair to say that even though no sport has been playing, there is still a lot to talk about in sport. Mm. Absolutely. Welcome back. It's now time to hit the grill. Chuck another shrimp on the barbie, mate. It's time for the grill. Oh, yeah. Well, us here at the Common Man Podcast use the chance to, you know, just put a few snags on the grill, hang out and ask a few questions without notice to each other. And I'm going to start this questions without notice this week. I'm going to start the grilling Again, I always like to tell a little bit of a story. We've done some rehearsals prior to this, and the guys know I don't mind just throwing out a story that is a little bit different to where we've normally been going within the podcast. So we're all in isolation at the moment, and we're dealing with it in different ways. One way that I've been dealing with isolation is something that I'm pretty privileged and lucky to have. At the back gate of my house, it's sort of like a field of dreams scenario because I have a primary school, which I have the gate to my back fence opens straight up and I walk out onto a basketball court. And at the moment there's no one else in that basketball court. The, the school's fenced off. It's been school holiday. So 
people actually haven't been able to access it. There's um, some renovations going on. So they've got extra fencing around the entries and exits to the school. So I basically have my own personal basketball court when I want it. And that is a positive thing to have when you're in isolation. I've never shot this much. I haven't been shooting this much for probably 20 years. Uh, my question to both you boys today, if you could have your back gate lead to one thing at this point in time when we're stuck in isolation, still keeping within the isolation rules, social distancing and all that, what would you like to be through that back gate? That's not a euphemism. <laughs> a great, a great question. I'm so happy that you you get to have that opportunity to shoot hoops. Obviously, something I love to do in my in my pastime, and and something I'm missing tremendously at the moment. I think I'll change it up a little bit though, because I think the obvious answer for me is to say a basketball court as well. But I would love to just to be able to step out of my um, through a back door. I'd love to see. I'd love to see a beach. Uh, mm. I, haven't been, I haven't seen the ocean for a while now, and I, you know, I could easily easily drive down to Torquay or Bell's Beach and have a little look. But it's it's not the same as being able to just freely go to the beach. So if if I had something like that, that'd be pretty cool. I would you could work on your tan. Yeah, look, the, the tan is struggling at the moment. Maybe take but, a uh, pina colada down there. Lie on a towel. You're a tan, Freddy. You're, you're, you're pretty white man. Pretty white yeah. boy. Yeah, no, it, it, it's it's yeah, I, I can't deny that. Well, that's because he doesn't have a private beach out his back door. Oh, Correct. So these, these are the hard-hitting questions that we need to be answering right now. You know? I think if I was to walk out the back, thanks for, uh, thanks for asking, friend. Um, me too. I would love a basketball court. Um, I but... stopped that one right from the get-go. I made sure that yes. I, I said what I have out there. I, I think that's good. Uh, I feel like you know, trying to create something a little bit different. Um, you know, I've been going quite a few runs lately and... Uh, some of my runs have been passing golf courses. And I just, I think, you know, what better way of getting out, just out in nature with mm. a few mates. No, no course. mates. You know, well, no mates allowed. No, they're mates, social, mate. Social distancing. This is just you, it's just you, you and your sanctuary. Okay, this is my sanctuary. Little did we know at the time, Forty was channeling his inner Sam Newman. With somebody else. <laughs> well, it can be your wife. That's fine. Yeah. Well, she doesn't play golf, and I don't think she'd want to play golf. But I, I was actually thinking this might be another conversation for another time on what sport would be best in self-isolation. I feel like golf is the perfect sport. You can you play your own ball. No one mm-hmm. else has to touch your own balls. Yep. You, know? uh, you left, and, you left uh, that joke open for us, and we didn't go there. You didn't go there. I appreciate well, that. I'm pretty proud of myself for not going there. Actually. Yeah, I'm proud of you, friendy, actually. <laughs> Especially looking at that moustache. I'm surprised you didn't. But, uh, you know, you can, play, you can play the game, you know, by yourself. You know, keep your social distance. Uh, have a bit of a laugh, you know. There's no other sport, I don't think. Maybe lawn bowls. Um, probably the only other sport. Well, you've got, to, you've got to play against someone in lawn bowls. It's not 10 Correct. pin bowling. <laughs> but this is what I'm saying. You can still adhere to the, you know, sanitize, you know, not touching other people's equipment and, you know, not sharing a ball, you know, all these sort of things. But anyway, look, I don't look, get you, too much. Uh, your own personal much. private gym wouldn't be bad either, I wouldn't have thought. That would true, be good. True. So we've got a beach, we've got a golf course, and we've got a basketball court. 
The other non-sports related thing, which would be really handy right now, would be my own personal Macca's drive-through. Although I don't think that would be too helpful. Uh, I'm already stacking on the isolation kilos, so to speak. I don't know about you guys, but I've consumed so many Easter eggs this weekend. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's a bit hard when you you know you're at home all the time. The Easter eggs are there. They're calling out to you. They are. Look, they are. I think I think my uh, I'm going to need a new pantry door soon because the amount of times I've gone there and tried to open it and sit sit there's nothing there and closed it and gone back and found out again there's nothing there. It's it's amazing. I keep thinking there's going to be magical food appear. Okay, I think it's uh, high time that friendy you give us your grill question. As, yeah. we, uh, as we rotate these snags on the grill, it's time Thanks. for another question. Thanks, Wallace, oh, and uh, I appreciate yours. I don't have a, a, a background story, which I think is okay. Um, but I want to I go back to an earlier conversation that we had uh, about uh, a beloved former superstar sportsman in Ben Cousins. Um, obviously, he's, his life's taken a bit of a turn, and um, things haven't gone the way probably anyone may have thought, but I want to know, as you guys are massive Geelong Cats supporters, there, there was a chance that he could have been picked up as, as a Geelong Cats player under the father-son rule. Do you mm-hmm. think his, his career would have been just as good? And do you think maybe some of the off-field dramas he had would have still been there? I'll take this one first, and I'll say he would have been a triple premiership player. Oh. Uh, because he would have still been playing in... No offence to you and your West Coast Eagles, Friendy, but I do feel that, that it, was the, it was the culture of that club that made not just one person fall off the rails, but, you know, multiple people. Daniel Kerr, obviously one of his best mates playing there. Yeah. Uh, Michael Garner. Yep, there's other names that I'd, I don't know if I can say or not. <laughs> I just forget how many people we actually knew were and weren't and what was public yeah. knowledge and what wasn't. So I do feel that he would have been uh, sheltered from that side of things down down here in Geelong. But of course, I'm going to wear rose-coloured glasses as well because I'm a big Cats fan and he would have been at his prime during our golden era of the uh, early to late 2000s and maybe your golden era might have started even earlier i agree so true yeah first premiership 07 maybe we could have tipped off the eagles in 06 i think uh, we probably could have won four potentially five premierships in that era big call yeah even back to 2004 if we had uh, ben cousins running through the midfield there when we made the brisbane uh, lions prelim final and almost beat them well, what does that midfield look like? You, you'd have Ben Cousins, Gary Ablett, Jimmy Bartell, Joel Corey. Um, Cameron Ling is your stopper. Yep. A young Joel Selwood. Yeah. You'd have guys like Chappie and, and uh, Stevie J spending a little bit of time in the midfield as well. Yeah, James Kelly as well. Look, yeah. I, don't, I don't think there'd be a strong. midfield. I don't, it'd be like if, if Nathan Buckley had have stayed with Brisbane. I, I mm. think it, mm. you know. Um, I think you chuck uh, Ben Cousins as that Geelong midfield, that talented team already. I, I think you're right, Ford. I, th- I don't think four or five premierships was out of the question. You probably should have won four as it, as it is anyway. So yeah. that 08 one, we won't talk mm. about that one for too long. No, we never <laughs> talk about that one here. We <laughs> won't bring that up ever again. I'm sorry, I don't even remember what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, Brian Cousins couldn't get the job done with that. So I'm very thankful that he ended up being a West Coast supporter. However, I would have liked to have seen the off-field stuff 
uh, sort of sorted itself out a little bit earlier. Mm, I'm sure. looking at the 90, 9, 1995 draft, and uh, our first pick course, Geelong, mm. was the great man, Jason Schnell. Mm. Uh, Snelly, which Snelly at thirty-four, uh, but you know he could have been anything if he hadn't have absolutely destroyed his ankle as well. Yeah, I still remember out. him uh, helicoptering through five goals mm. in a, in the final quarter of a game. He was a handy player on the half forward flank. Mm. He was a great player, but uh, not a Ben Cousins type player. Certainly, no. and if we're going to go, you know, that far back in the annals of the uh, AFL draft, why not just go back to nineteen ninety when Geelong had the number one pick it's the only time we've had the number one pick and of course you'd remember who we went with 40 um no you, the western australian stephen hooper oh um, hooper oh yeah yeah Hoopsy. yeah there you go Sorry. number one pick yeah. but yeah. that was that was in Didn't the time laugh. when when zoning still existed and it wasn't a pure number one pick it was the but, number um Number one pick for that year, Clive Waterhouse, uh, Freddie Freo. Uh, <laughs> Clive, Clive Waterhouse, <laughs> the blood assassin. What a champion from Port Adelaide, uh, recruited from Adelaide, playing for Freo. Uh, what a what a career he had. There you go. Well, well, look, I, I've, uh, I've appreciated your questions, and uh, I knew there was going to be a bit of bias, particularly from you, horse. And uh, but I, I, as I said, I'm very thankful that he was a West Coast man, but. My only hope is that if he had gone to Geelong, that his off-field dramas wouldn't have been as severe. So, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, not, I, I, not as severe. I, I, think, I think, obviously, West Coast were, were a little bit silly enough to be a bit caught out with the drug world, but I think it would be naive to think that most clubs... Well, don't do have sh- some, yeah. Yeah, so, but anyway, we'll, uh, we'll move on. 40, yeah, your so question. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you asked this. Uh, this has been a question that I have... Long been waiting to uh, bring to the table. Oh, really? It does does actually uh, have a little story. It won't be too long, I promise. But um, this story uh, goes... (laughs) goes, uh, I'm going to probably laugh and tell this story. (laughs) Okay. Because it's very humorous. And honestly, you're going to love this one. Okay. I promise you. This goes back to... Once a day, we we would have these social football games, you know, through uh, different churches. And... um, there was this particular encounter that uh, that uh, Horsey was playing. He was uh, playing for one team, and uh, on this other team, uh, one of our mates uh, decided to um, play a tag on uh, Matt Horstead. And uh, I smart, believe smart decision. Absolutely, we wanted to shut this guy out. And uh, I believe the words that you said, Horstead, after was you felt violated. After this tag, and yeah, well, um, the the tag began before the game actually began. Yeah, well, and that was the thing. The, the game hadn't even started, but this was all part of the tactics. And so, my question uh, to both of you is: if you were playing football and uh, you had to, what? Who would be the person that you would just hate to tag you out of the game? I'll yeah. let you take that one first, friendy. Well, well forward. Just to elaborate. Are you, are you wanting a someone that people know? Mate, it could be anybody. It doesn't even have to be a player. It could be a mum. Who's going to put you off your game, friendy? That's the question. And now this guy came to Matt Horstead. He put him off the off his game before the bounce had even yeah the ball had been bounced, and so. Uh, I can't. We we love this story. We love to bring it up. Yes, you do love to bring it up. I'm not. I'm not one for mass 
male physical affection and uh <laughs> he did wrap his arms around me during warm-up and just wouldn't let go well, bigger and I do, than me. I do have someone. I do have someone in mind who who I think um, would would be that person for me. And I will keep it with with the footy theme. Obviously, as a West Coast Eagles supporter, I I can't. I just can't stand the Fremantle Dockers. And when this Clive, guy can when creepy. Hey, Clive Clive Waterhouse Clive Waterhouse <laughs> and um, look and. Look, this guy, I, I really used to like this guy as a player when he was playing for Port Adelaide. But when he came across to Fremantle, I just, the, the word the word hate does not get thrown around in my vocabulary very often. I think that it was is kind Clive. Of, that, that was kind of how I was feeling. Now, the guy I'm talking about is Josh Carr. Right. Wow. Okay, Josh wow. Carr, one of the filthiest players I've, I've ever seen. And I think he had a bit of small man syndrome. But I feel like he would be that guy that would just nag you, nag you. Uh, you know, closely closely followed by another Fremantle player, Hayden Ballantyne. I can't stand him either. But I, I just you, think... You've also missed Ryan Crowley as well. <laughs> Ryan, no, I didn't mind Ryan Crowley as much, but um, Josh Carr was that one. He just picked fights for the sake of it. It's like, little man, just calm down. You don't what, need to do that. What was with Freo? Freo had them all. <laughs> Freo. Oh, no, Ross Lyon is great at producing them. <laughs> Dean Solomon, just whack. Didn't he whack a Geelong Lingy. player for six weeks? Was yeah, it Lingy? he whacked Lingy, yep. yep. Filthy, yep. filthy. So, and no. where they all end up? Fremantle. Hayden Ballantyne, Stevie J was always a good battle. Yeah, and Matthew Stevie, Scarlett, Well, Stevie Baker, one. Stevie J was always a good battle oh, as well. Yeah, so, yeah, so Josh Carr for me, horse. I don't know where you'd go with that one. Um, look, I was going a little bit different. I was probably going to say Conor McGregor. Um, <laughs> I think his lack of knowledge of the rules of the game would probably mean that nothing was off limits <laughs> when it came to yeah. tagging me. And um, yeah. I think he could probably break me into many pieces. But I feel like, you know, you know, it doesn't have to be someone that might be athletic to put you off your game horse. It I don't think just gets a little bit physical, maybe in uh, not, not in a aggressive way, but just in a loving way. Coming yep. up alongside, yep. uh, you know, the, the big fella, the big horse. Yeah, well, definitely physical, not verbal. I don't I mind thought, a verbal stoush. I thought you might have gone with a, uh, a a fellow friend of all of us, Justin Bosley. I thought he might have been one that would have been in your books, horse. Oh, big source. I think uh, in his current form, I could probably just outrun him. <laughs> I think, horse, you'd have him covered. <laughs> I, I think so, too. The saucy yeah. chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Next cab off the rank, we are introducing a segment called Cross Code Combat. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for combat. Cross Code, Cross Code Combat. It is nothing to do with Pilates or whatever, CrossFit, anything like that. Cross Code Combat is a simple premise. We take one superstar from one professional sport and a superstar from a different sport and then two of us have to argue why said superstar would be better in their opponent's sport than the opponent would be in their own sport. Hope you understood that. I think I understood what <laughs> I just said. Did that make uh, sense, guys? Not really, but I understand because I've read the run sheet horse. Okay, good. Well, maybe yeah. as we get into it a bit more, it will make sense because today we're going to argue, Friendy, you are going to argue that Paddy Mills would be a better footballer than Gary Ablett Jr. would be 
a basketballer. And 40, you are on Team Gaz. So, Friendy, take it away. You've got 60 seconds to tell us why Paddy would be the better footballer. I think it's an absolute no-brainer that Paddy Mills would be a better football player than Gary as a basketballer. Obviously, the the athleticism, the speed that he carries, um, obviously his Indigenous background, so he's already got some familiar, ar- familiarity with the game. Um, he also is a beloved Adelaide Crow supporter, so does follow it very closely. But I think just with his, his speed, his athleticism, his quickness, his understanding of... Um, how to use that speed in, in game time scenarios as well. I think he would break tackles. I think he would get away from his opponents. I think he'd actually, I think you could put him into AFL right now and he'd make an impact. I think Gary, his height would let him down. Um, he, he wouldn't have the right size. And, and obviously he's, he's he's not as quick as he used to be, but I think, uh, yeah, his size would let him down too much. Whereas Paddy Mills has, has um, the speed carries over very well with the AFL. I don't even think I need 60 seconds horse. I think this one's a pretty easy one to be honest. Uh, <laughs> So then round two, the rebuttal and the argument for Gary Ablett Jr. 40, take it away. Well, firstly, uh, Friendy, read the question when both were in their prime. Now, Gary Ablett Jr. in his prime was, uh, he kept his feet in the game of football. And in basketball, just the ability, the core strength, he's a great shooter. He played basketball when he was younger as well. He has that ability. He's a freak sportsman, talented. Um, I think uh, he'd be strong. His height, I don't think, would be an issue. I think he's quick. He's uh, he's very um, uh, elusive and uh, very very smart. So I think he would easily make up for it. You look at guys like Chris Paul. I could see him a bit like a Chris Paul type player, uh, being a facilitator and uh, and a good shooter. So I think he can uh, outwit uh, Paddy Mills. Uh, no problems at all. Unfortunately, Ford, height is a factor in basketball. So, yes, his height would be an issue. But I believe that Gary and Paddy are... We've gone rogue. Same height. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, are they yours. the same height? How, how tall is Paddy Mills? Uh, Paddy Mills is six foot one, I believe. And I think um, Gary Blue Jr. is six foot one. <laughs> uh, at one point, he's, he's, he's six foot, Paddy Mills. Oh, they're both six foot. They're both okay, six there foot. you go. So, yeah, his height would be a problem, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, no, Paddy Mills is, oh, is uh, one centimetre taller. Um, I think the issue is, though, is that footy height restrictions isn't much of an issue, whereas basketball it is. But then Paddy Mills is excelling at the game. So, why? Because he's, he's, he's an exception to the rule for it. Oh, okay. Exception to the rule. I'm not sure that was in the, uh, in the brief there, horse. <laughs> well, speaking of keeping to the brief, I think it is my <laughs> time now as a judge of the first cross-code combat to present my verdict. And I th- look, honours to both of you. Well done for presenting logical arguments. I think there was one person who had just a little bit more... Uh, they were a little bit more definitive in the way that they answered and that they had some notes obviously prepared and just took it on. So I am going to have to say this time, congratulations to Friendy and Patty Mills on the first cross code combat, but notable mention 40. I really enjoyed the way you took down that height 
issue because that was not an issue. <laughs> that was not an issue. And um, you know what? I actually think Pavey was going to be a gun for Paul. I appreciate the victory and a good comparisons. But um, can, yeah, can I actually say too, um, Paddy Mills and Scott Pendlebury, didn't Scott Pendlebury, um, he, cho- he could have gone basketball or football and he mm. chose football and that gave an opportunity for Paddy Mills to then go and go to the RIS, which then obviously gave him an opportunity. Yeah, that, that is correct. So Scott Penderbury is the reason why Paddy Mills is who he is today. That is so it's a, it's a bit a like you and Dally. Yeah. Very yeah. similar. Um, very, very angry. similar. Look, uh, all I will yeah. say in that regards uh, is that Western Australian athletes um, were not exactly selected for many opportunities, but that's Here for another go. time. Here that's for go. another time. That's Here we go. Here's the West Coast wind is coming out. <laughs> <laughs> we will hear this a lot over the coming months, no doubt. <laughs> okay, guys. Well, would you believe it? This is actually the end of our first show. We have made it. It's gone quick, horse. Yeah, it has. Good. And it's, it's been a dream. It's been a dream having you guys along for the ride as well. Uh, yeah. I think we're only going to get bigger and better from here. Maybe not bigger. We might actually have to cut down the size of the. Oh, look, the best is yet to come, horse. The best yeah, that's right. But like hey, it's, uh, it has well, been a exactly. lot of fun. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, to steal something that you would probably say, 40, no horse runs its best race in its maiden, <laughs> does it? Yeah. This is just our no, first one. Yeah. We're only going to get better. You, you know, you've got to start somewhere, horse. You do. You do. So before we go, we, of course, have to mention that we have a little bit of a social media platform that we are getting our head around and we are starting on. What is the name of our Instagram account? Just so people can maybe like us, follow us. Yeah, love it, horse. Well, we are the common man dot podcast on Instagram. The common man dot podcast. Mm, so smooth. Rolls off the tongue. The, the common man dot podcast. <laughs> We'll have a link for that start. in our uh, bio. We're working on some ways to buy the rights to a better better name, but until further notice, that's what we're going with. <laughs> we're we're going not? with the dot. We're going with the dot. <laughs> the little dot. <laughs> hey, maybe that will be the thing that down the track distinguishes us from every other common man. We are Correct. the common man dot podcast. So, <laughs> any final thoughts before we go, guys? I think that's a great way to finish it off on there, the old dot. Leave it on the dot. I think, they want, I think if they want more, follow us. That makes yeah, sense. <laughs> okay, thanks, guys. Hopefully, you'll All hear right. from us soon. Sounds good. Bye for now. <laughs>